Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So, in a few days is the WBDC 2017 keynote, followed by a week of sessions, and we are going to learn all sorts of new stuff. It is very likely uh, that we will get you know announcements of basically the next major versions of all the Apple OSs. We're going to have iOS, uh, Mac OS, Watch OS, maybe even tvOS, if they remember that that's a product. And it's probably all going to all going to dominate our summertime and probably for release in the fall so that we're all going to have the typical apple you know summer season uh as a developer and i'm looking forward to this uh from from the little bits and pieces of rumors here and there it seems like there's a good chance of this being a pretty big year and i think we're going to spend this episode talking about kind of you know not necessarily predictions but kind of just things that we want out of out of these new releases from a developer point of view uh does that sound good yeah because i mean it it is i I always go into wbdc week with like this interesting combination of excitement and terror um (laughs) because on the one hand it's exciting as a developer to this is you know this is the time when in general all the new stuff comes out and it's certainly the time when the most new stuff comes out recently they've gotten into a pattern where there's some new stuff maybe um in like early part of the year like february or so but mostly this is it and you know this in some ways dictates the trajectory that my apps will go on for the next you know for the next year at least um and so it's it's exciting but it's also a bit terrifying because who knows what the what's going to come out you know are we going to have some big you know, it's like one of these th- one of these new features or design overhauls or something where there's a tremendous amount of busy work that I need to do this summer to just update all my apps to do something new that's now like the new way to do it. Or is there going to be some new opportunity, some new, you know, a lot of my business is built around the fact that, you know, Apple sometimes introduces new APIs that create opportunities. And, you know, should I be spending my whole summer, you know, diving into uh, getting those done. So it's like, there's a bit of attention there, but it's, you know, it's the overall, I'm excited. I'm really, you know, looking forward to going to San Jose next week and to just seeing what Apple has in store. Um, cause it's always a good show at the very least. Like I always enjoy the actual process of discovering this, um, whether or not it ends up making my summer nice or not so nice. So what, what is, I mean, I guess we could, we could probably do a little bit unstructured here because who knows what they're what there's going to be exactly what's like the biggest thing you're expecting to be different this year or to be announced for a developer point of view i mean it seems like the big areas that are being rumored to be talked about are around the siri kit stuff and around i would say productivity stuff generally especially on the ipad sounds Um, about right like those things seems to be like those are going to be the if I had to guess the broad themes of WWDC because there's often kind of a theme and sometimes there's a like a marketing theme you know something that you'll see in the morning and sometimes there's a technical theme um, that you'll see in the afternoon like in the you know in the State of the Union keynote like the thing that they sort of start to move and focus on like I'm remembering there was the one year there was the technical theme it was all about uh, flexible layout. And, you know, surprise, surprise, we got different size iPhones that fall. Um, So often there's this kind of this undercurrent on the technical side that I always try and keep an eye on. But I think the two overarching features that we're going to be kind of hit with a lot are going to be, you know, Siri kit stuff and then, you know, iPad stuff and productivity stuff generally, like trying to kind of hit that stuff. Because it seems, 
Like both of those things are the areas where there's the most overdue opportunities. Like there's lots of things that Apple could do. Like there's always these APIs and these things that I'm sure they could introduce and push forward with. But I think those are the areas where what they don't have now feels like a like a hole, like something they need to fill back in and to, to catch up. And so I would expect that that's where they've been putting uh, the majority of their efforts, um, you know, for the last year or so. Yeah, I would, I mean, just selfishly, you know, as the developer of Overcast, I would love for them to add more Siri kit intents uh, because chances are one of the ones they would add would probably be some kind of audio library app kind of thing so that you could have, you know, so you could say things like, hey, name of assistant, play the latest episode of Under the Radar in Overcast and have it actually be able to send my app that command in a structured fashion and, and you know, have my app be able to expose its catalog in such a way that it can do the recognition for me and, and say exactly which show or exactly which episode should be played. Uh, but that's a lot yeah. to build. And so, like, it makes a lot of sense why that wasn't there last year in kind of like the, the 1.0 version of these features. But I, that's something that I really would expect to, to be added you know, pretty pretty far up up the priority list. So probably this year because it's a very very demanded thing. Um, it is possible, as, as we speculated a little bit last year, that maybe Apple intentionally didn't want to do that because they wanted to protect and boost Apple Music and have give it like exclusive Siri access. But I think that's that's less likely than the other explanation, which is they probably just didn't have time to do it yet. <laughs> and so uh, we'll see what happens this year. But if that happens, that's a game changer because like. Basically, you know, Siri Kit is really, really cool for like seven kinds of apps. And if your app does not do one of those like seven things, you have nothing that you can do with Siri Kit. So I'm hoping that, you know, a- any broadening of Siri Kit is, is potentially great for lots of people. Anything that can expand it to more types of apps, whether it's, you know, my app specifically or, you know, any others. Like, I just want to see movement there. I want it to not just be a thing that they release once and then never expand again. I want this to be like every year there's some kind of new Siri kit, you know, availability or, you know, new intent types that, that make this thing more useful for more kinds of apps. And I think that's, that's very likely to be the case. Yeah. And I think I also am curious to see if they continue down the path of the way they structured the intent system um, in iOS 10, where it's very, like, it's very rigid and, like, prescribed. Like, you can do these following things. And, like, what's awkward with that and what I kind of want, I'm curious to see with how they handle it is if they expand that massively, like, the number of, like, constants that SiriKit is going to have would just kind of seem like it might get out of control. Like if it's entire if if every, it's not this just sort of general general purpose thing that you have to like specifically to, you know it's like you have these categories and subcategories and it gets very structured like I mean they can do that I mean it reminds me in some ways of HealthKit where you know they have just hundreds of different sample types and details that you can set on everything and like it kind of works there um, but with SiriKit like I wonder if that's where they would go because it seems slightly unwieldy and kind of limiting but i also on the flip side i also think of things like for example if they will head down the road of doing things in a slightly more uh like os driven approach i could also see like for example uh overcast integrates currently with uh, carplay which means that it exposes its catalog in a you know in a machine readable format to the phone 
and you CarPlay gives you commands in and out in order to control it. And I start, I start to wonder if they'll have, that's a slightly different approach to taking that thing. And like, if they just, if you implement CarPlay, you could integrate with SiriKit because theoretically that information is available to it. And so I wonder if they'll, you know, it's like a slightly different approach rather than pushing all of those details of like, you know, what can Overcast do? It's like, well, it has an intent for playing. Does it have an int- need to have a separate intent uh, for pausing, for next, for adjusting speeds? Um, like, are there, how detailed are they going to go into that just in the Siri kit side versus, you know, plugging in other way other places. And, you know, I don't know, it, it's, I've played around a little bit with Siri kit. Um, you can, I have a, an integration in pedometer plus plus where you can, um, use it to start a walking workout on an Apple watch. Um, which was one of the few intents that like of all the intents that were possible, that was one of the, one of the main ones that I could like, I could do. Um, I don't know if that's used very much. Um, I think the biggest struggle I have with Siri in general and with Siri kit is Siri itself needs to be such a need would need, at least for my own use, um, you would need to be a more fundamental part of how I interact with my iOS devices or my Apple ecosystem generally, um, for it to make sense. Cause right now it's much easier for me to just raise my wrist, tap the complication and then tap start walk. Like that's much more straightforward and is going to work every time. Um, so you know, my guess, my hope is that if they're going to go down the road of expanding Siri kit, that they are, you know, it has to, I think be, you know, come along with much broader improvements to Siri in general to, you know, to make it a place that we're hanging out so that interacting with apps in there, you know, makes sense as well. Or if it doesn't, we'll just sort of end up with the iMessage app situation where, like there's this thing and it's theoretically very powerful but in practical use it's not very widely used and so you know as a developer putting much time and effort into it like i made a couple iMessage apps when it first launched i don't think i'm going to be probably putting a lot more work into there because i don't hear from a lot of customers that they like use it or have feature requests or issues and even in my analytics like they're not used too much and so if siri ended up going down that same road like that would be kind of disappointing and a little like frustrating to have this new capability, but it's in this place that no one goes because it's awkward or they don't know how to do it um, or it doesn't work often enough to, um, to, you know, to be reliable. Because that's always, that's always the, you know, the, the big unknown whenever Apple releases some kind of brand new territory or brand new type of thing you can do or brand new app store. It, you never really know, and they don't even really know, like, is this going to be a thing or not? You know, I, I think early on there was an assumption that a brand new app store would always be a thing because the early ones were pretty big because there was all this pent up demand and a lot of low hanging fruit. And then over time, as they've they've broadened and, and they've made a lot more like specialized uh, capabilities and specialized app stores uh, and and more specialized platforms like the TV and the watch. Um, and and you know, and then the last year they added the iMessage uh, app store and. And I think we, what we've seen from a lot of these is like, yeah, well, you know, it, it's when it launches, it's a big unknown. And then afterwards, a lot of them just kind of don't go very far or they go far, but only for very narrow app types. Like like on the TV, like you have video apps, like video playback apps, and you have a, basically a handful of games that are that are decent on it. But not much else. Like, you know, when they demo these things, they show like, oh, here's like a real estate app and a shopping app and all these different things that you can do on your TV. Uh, but then most people don't actually do those things. Um, same thing with messages where like, you know, you can make a really complex advanced app for uh, for iMessage, but 
most people aren't doing that. Most people aren't using those and most people aren't finding those or looking for those. Like they're most people are just using like the built in stuff and maybe some stickers. Uh, and so it's, you don't, you don't, but you don't, you don't know that when they launch it, you kind of have to take a risk with some of these new categories because as we talked about before, like there is potential upside. If you guess, if you bet on the right horse and like, if you, if they open up something new that ends up being awesome and really taking off. And if you're there early, you have a huge advantage. And, and so to kind of move this on a little bit, one thing that, that I'm a little bit excited about tentatively um, is that over the last couple of releases, they've added, in, in each OS, they've added like extremely specialized extension types that basically make sense for like one app or one kind of app and nothing else. So this would be things like the Safari content blocker extension uh, or what they introduced last year, phone call blocking extensions. And what this enables is basically like it's like a you know these high specialized things they enable like one kind of app, but those one kinds of apps are usually like game changers for certain people who need that. Like I was getting I was having a huge robocall spam problem, like phone call spam. It's getting out of control in recent years for a lot of people, and it was hitting me hard. And ever since call blocking extensions came out last year, I've had a massive weapon against this. Similarly, like you know the content blockers before that, like. You know, be, before Safari content blockers, uh, you know, my whole peace drama aside, be, before content blockers, there was no good way to control ads or privacy or data usage in mobile Safari. And with one extension point that they made, that then became possible and actually fairly easy to do. So kind of unspecifically, what I'm looking forward to this year is to just see like what other kinds of weird little extensions are they going to add to the system? Uh, because those always enable new kinds of apps or brand new types of features and apps that you could never do before. And that's always exciting to me. Yeah. I mean, I always have, I always love playing the game of trying to guess what those things are. Um, and I think one thing that I was thinking about recently is it seemed kind of odd that Apple is never into, I mean, it's not odd, but it's noteworthy that Apple has never done any integrations with the mail app. Yeah. On the iPhone. Um, it doesn't even use the share sheet yet. Yeah, like it's very locked down. And like understandably in a lot of ways that like letting a third party app have access to your email is, you know, is, is a complicated thing. I mean, obviously at the same time, it's like people, you give your uh, third party apps access to all of your photos, which are, you know, in some ways just as, just as a personal. Right. Or all of your phone calls or all of your, or, or all of your web browsing activity. Like, you know, and the way Apple, Apple designs these extension points to protect people's privacy like a call blocking extension is not notified on every call it receives all it does is provide apple a block list uh when, you know when it's asked to and then apple actually enforces it same thing with safari content blockers where the content blocker is not itself getting a feed of all the urls you're visiting and say and returning yes or no on all of them it is again simply supplying like block patterns and a block list and the system is doing the enforcement for it so it has no insight into your activity so if they wanted to do something with mail extensions which i love that idea um they could do things more like that where the where what you can do as the extension provider is limited in a way that protects user privacy very well yeah because i doubt we would end up with something that's like the like mail kit that's the equivalent of like uh, like photo kit or something where mm -hmm. you can like completely you can read all of someone's email you can send emails on their behalf um like they've created apis for that for other content types but like email seems a little 
a little much. And of course, as a result, all of the third-party email apps on iPhones, you know, they, they all need all your credentials and information. And like, there's a whole other issue there potentially, but it's, it's an area certainly that I think that, that I could see them going into. And in some ways it speaks to the, the maturity of the platform that there aren't that many other areas that I can think of that are sort of the like, obvious new extension points yeah uh, like they've done a really i mean it's, it's kind of crazy if you just for fun go into xcode and open like the you know add extension panel in <laughs> it's xcode. so long now <laughs> it's so big like there is so much stuff that you can do in there and there's stuff that like that you forget that you can even do like there's there's stuff that they that they mentioned once in a keynote two years ago and you forgot about it an hour later and you get there like oh wow that's right i can build this thing that's crazy <laughs> Oh, sure. I mean, it, it's crazy now, even just like when I'm building some of my apps, like the number of targets that yeah. are included and you have to, you know, I mean, it's gotten a lot better, but I'm you know, dealing with like code signing and things with these things where now you have like six or seven different, you know, target things that you need to deal with and manage. And I mean, in some ways, you know, you, you always hope that like maybe they'll do something on the tooling side to improve that. But overall, I'd say the, this extension approach that they've taken since uh whenever that in ios 8 maybe um whenever that it, this this came like it seems like it's been a big win in terms of they've you know created this mechanism by which you can create logic and have it tie into different parts of the os um in a way that is fairly reliable is fairly isolating and doesn't require um like your main app for example to be running all the time in the background which you know would i would you know would expect would have you know, battery life concerns, you know, like you can add a, a widget to your app that, you know, just sits there and it's only active whenever the, the widgets are shown, but it doesn't necessarily, you know, and then it doesn't fire up your main process and do all that kind of stuff. Like it's, you can build these really focused, detailed things. And yeah, so, I mean, I would expect and hope we would kind of, you know, add a few more extension points. Um, but it is funny to think at what point, like, do they run out of those? Do they run out of like the the obvious and um, impactful extension points? And I mean, I, I don't think we're there yet, certainly. But it is certainly something that you know, like iOS is turning eleven or whatever it is. Like it's getting old. It's it's you know, it's heading off to high school now. It's <laughs> it's well in its way to adolescence. So I mean, maybe we'll have some awkward puberty kind of like growing pains kind of situations. But I think that was iOS seven. That was iOS seven. Was it's. Uh, <laughs> Um, it started early, but yeah. <laughs> that was, was definitely was its awkward bloomer. phase. Yeah. Um, but it does feel like it's more mature. I mean, in some ways, it makes reminds me of the Mac, right? Like, at what point does iOS have that kind of stability in capability um, that, you know, Mac, the Mac has right now? And, you know, I, I don't know if we're quite there yet, but I think we're certainly getting closer to there. Yeah, we're certainly, like, closer to that than to the beginning, you know? Uh, but it, But if they actually do the... the the semi-rumored things about you know p- promoting the use of files and interact communication and data sharing kind of rethinking some of that file and document model in ios that also could enable all sorts of new types of apps and and all sorts of of advances to existing apps like that could be a huge change to the os um and and especially from the user point of view and that you know just even if we could do a certain thing before if it's now like way easier for people to do that alone can change markets and can change what kind of apps people can practically make and sell and, and, and survive from. So that is all very promising, like if any of that stuff happens. But we'll see. 
Anyway, we were sponsored this week by Dice. Dice has been helping tech professionals advance their careers for more than 20 years with the tools and insights needed to give you an edge when you're looking for a new job and managing your career. The Dice Careers mobile app is the premier tool to manage your tech career from anywhere. With thousands of positions from top companies, you will find exactly what you're looking for with the Dice Careers mobile app. And if you're wondering what's next in your career, Dice's new career pathing tool can help you learn about new roles based on your job title and skills. And they can even show you which skills you will need to make the next move. And the Dice Careers Market Value Calculator allows you to understand what your skills are worth. You can discover your market value based not only on your job title and location, but also your specific skill set. So don't just look for a job. Manage your tech career with Dice. Download the Dice mobile app and learn more at dice.com slash under the radar. Our thanks to Dice for sponsoring this show and all of RelayFM. So there's also, you know, in addition to like big things in iOS, uh, I'm also just kind of looking forward to the SDK changes. You know, every year there's some kind of like, you know, new SDK, new API, new UI kit widgets and stuff that make things better or easier or enable new uses. And I'm always looking forward to this, especially because this year it, it there is this, these rumblings of a like mid-level redesign happening system-wide. And that usually comes with some cool new widgets and, and stock controllers and things like that as well. Um, and, you know, kind of the, the design trend that's in right now involves things, and this is kind of what I tried to do with Overcast, but involves things that kind of look like Apple Maps right now, where you have like these like sliding sheets and everything's kind of curvy and everything's kind of like, you know, it slides up with depth but not translucency and it's these kind of like moving around these these swiping cards. And doing this with stock UI kit now is a lot of manual work. It's a lot of custom work. And so if they are redesigning the OS to be more like that, I would love to see SDK to basically make that stuff easy and standard uh, to have like, this is now your like UI card controller or whatever they would call it, you know, and then have stuff like that happen. Because if you're designing an app today that, that you want to feel new and modern, that's the kind of stuff you have to do. And if they build it in, it becomes way easier and it really and it standardizes the implementations so they all feel the same and they all work the same, which is better for everybody. Uh, so I'm I'm very much looking forward to the potential of that. Yeah, and I think too, I always am hopeful for them to f- find the areas that are these like little pain points that these, these aren't things that would even yeah, they're not going to show up on the keynote. They're not going to show up on at the, even at the State of the Union. Like these are just these little like pain points that they can alleviate. And, like in some ways, it makes me think of what I one of my some of my favorite changes are ones where I can remove a third party library or dependency mm-hmm. from my app. Love that. And just instead switch over to using theirs. You know, like I think of things like a like a blocking progress HUD which is something that like most apps at some point need to integrate because you have some part of your app where you know you need to say like you need to block the user from doing things while you do some operation that takes a little bit of time um and like that's like there is no built-in ui way to do that and so you end up with like hundreds of different third-party <laughs> you know versions of that and or you can build your own and add 101st um or i think of things like um ra- like all the wrappers that exist around keychain access um and it makes me think like when are we going to get like a just a nice clean you know interface that's not based on the, the all the old low level c stuff that we end up you know because ultimately 
I know I always just the first one of my first includes is I include a wrapper for keychain because I'm going to need to sort credentials and person, you know, like, you know, sensitive data somewhere and doing it the other way. Like it isn't so much that I can't, it's that I worry about doing it wrong that, you know, it's, 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 you know, they're very, it's the, the whole point is that this is sensitive data and I want to do it properly. And so I end up using a wrapper. It's like, I'd love to see little things like that, like these little bits of API that just make things better. And then I think like you're saying, yeah, like if they're, if they can, if they have a direction they would like developers to head from a UI perspective, making it so that, you know, in the same way that you have to build it yourself, it's much better if it's built in because that, especially I would say they've gotten a lot better too of when they do introduce new stuff like that, they make it extensible to a degree that you can still kind of make it your own and tweak it and customize it and hack around it less in a way that like collection views, for example, are way more extensible, like sometimes in ways that make them hard to understand, but they're way more extensible than you know, a UI table view was. And I think that's a lesson that they seem to be learning around making when they add a new bit of UI like that, you know, they make it really extensible so, to, so that everybody can use it and then everybody can benefit from it. And I think more importantly, so that then customers and users of iPhones have a much more consistent experience that, you know, you, you don't have these weird edge cases or like, well, in this one, I do this and it, you know, it just feels different or the, even just like the physics of it, like the way it slides up and down is different. And anytime you have those differences, like that's not as good as if every app kind of gets the same thing and then every, you know, every app can benefit from it um, as it improves over time. I actually did have on my list here, uh, will this be the year that they finally uh, resolve the table view slash collection view discrepancy in some way? You know, probably by by making by either making table view like a special collection view subclass uh, or just by deprecating table view and making everyone and just kind of adding things to collection view layouts that can make that easy to do. But I would love to see some motion there. Um, I would also on my on my the rest of my hit list here is pretty quick. I would love to see the system wide dark mode that's been rumored forever. Uh, that could be nice to have um, and to have like kind of a system toggle, kind of like the the dynamic text toggle where you can you can just make your app respond to that and you don't have to build UI for that. Um, and then my stretch goal here is it has seemed like in the last uh, year or two, like fairly recently, Apple has kind of revitalized the Mac in in some way and, and started putting you know a lot of a lot of big effort behind the Mac again I would love to see and, and I'm not asking for UI kit on the Mac that's that's a big stretch and I know I know there's lots of reasons why that will probably never happen um, and some of them are even good reasons um, but I would like to see the needless distance between app kit and UI kit reduced sure so because there's so many classes that are similar but just different for minor or legacy reasons like NS color versus UI color, NS image versus UI image, things like that that are just kind of like needlessly different. I would love to see just let's reduce some of those differences. Let's let's get some kind some kind of indication here of making of uniting these two platforms on a, on some level just to make it a little bit less painful to work between them and to kind of then encourage more mac development i I would love to see that that's kind of a stretch goal of mine but i'm not sure how realistic that is yeah and i mean it's i would say it's one of these things that seems to be a slow march that towards that where you know most apis now that like all of the new stuff if it's on both platforms it tends to be fairly consistent across both platforms and it's like the yeah whether they will do the go through the work of slowly kind of un undoing some of the older stuff to make it more consistent and you know exactly how they do that who knows but 
Um, it is definitely something that it feels like a that this kind of awkward thing that all of the modern or I don't know, modern is the wrong, probably the wrong word. All of their new platforms are UI kit based, you know, in terms of the, the watch, the iPhone and tvOS. They're not, it's not, it's not that they're like, they don't use UI kit necessarily, but they all seem to f- live in that family and will like use UI colors and they, none of it's based on the Mac stuff. And it feels like then the Mac becomes the odd man out that you can have a library now that you could use across all of their platforms except the Mac. And yeah. that, that odd man outness um, is definitely something that I think would be great for them to resolve. Yeah. And it's hard because, you know, a part of the reasons why the Mac has different stuff is because it, in many cases it can do a lot more. Like it has to accommodate more use cases or more, you know, configuration options or things like that. But I, I think that there are ways to resolve this. And I think it would be really nice for the entire ecosystem, including Apple's internal development, if this was resolved. All right. Any, any closing thoughts? I, I'm, I'm looking forward to next week. We are going to be doing a live show at CocoConf next door. We're happy to see anybody next week. We really look forward to, you know, if you if you want, if you see us and you want to come up and say hi, please do. We love that. Uh, don't feel bad or guilty or awkward. Please just come up and say hi. And uh, yeah, any closing thoughts? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that is, I would say I'm looking forward to next week. I hope to, I always enjoy, like it is a a rare thing to like I love meeting listeners. I love running into people who have, you know, listen to the show or you know know what I do. Um and WWC week is always, you know, it's a special week because it's the one week where the people around me actually um know that, actually like care about what I care about. Um and if anything it's going to be kind of interesting because I get the impression that we're going to kind of take over downtown San Jose. (laughs) Um, It'll just be developers as far as the eye can see, um, which is kind of exciting in some ways that we'll just kind of everyone, everyone around me will be um, interested in the same stuff. Well, we're out of time. So thank you for listening, everybody. And we will see you, maybe literally some of you next week. Bye.